Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 140 of Brewers on Tap, our first full extended version of the podcast of the offseason. We've been coming at you with the hot stove editions. We talked to Yasmani Grandal after he signed a couple of weeks ago. We talked to Christian Yelich as well uh, when he was back in Milwaukee. But coming at you now to bring you a post Brewers on Deck. Brewers on Tap, and there was a lot going on at Brewers on Deck over the weekend. It was a fun event. Always good to have all the guys back in town getting ready for the 2019 season, and it was a jam-packed Wisconsin Center over the weekend. 20,000 tickets sold. It was packed three different levels of the Wisconsin Center with people everywhere getting autographs and seeing some of the guys compete in some different contests and have some fun with one another as well. It was really worth it. Hope you were able to make it out. If not, put that on your calendar for next year. Circle it. Say, this is something I want to do with the family because it is going to be worth it. You're going to really really enjoy it. Brewers, of course, uh, have made some moves this past offseason. We've brought them to you. We've talked about them as they've become available. Yasmani Grandal, the big offseason move that the Brewers have made. He'll be the Brewers' new catcher. Manny Pena, Eric Kratz figured to uh, factor into the catcher position a little bit this year also, but Grandal, the switch hitting catcher, of the Dodgers a season ago. This is a big-time bat in the Brewers lineup and one of the best pitch framers in the game as well. So a big addition there for the crew. Corey Spangenberg going to figure into that middle infield slash utility role mix also. So that should be something to keep an eye on. And some deals have been made. Domingo Santana, Keon Broxton have been traded. The Broxton trade in particular brings back Bobby Wall, a right-hander that's going to be a part of this bullpen at times over the course of this season. And the Santana deal brings back a left-handed bat with options in Ben Gamble, who can play all three outfield positions. And the Brewers also made a trade for left-hander Alex Claudio. So the Brewers have added some new faces to this mix and probably aren't done yet. They will continue to scan the wire and look at free agency and probably entertain different trade options before spring training gets started. Still plenty of time between now and then to continue to assemble the rosters. The Brewers try to follow up on that Game 7 NLCS loss for the crew. Just so close to the World Series. That is on the forefront of these guys' minds. And that was one of the things that was clear over the course of the weekend, talking to so many of the different players about last year and getting ready for this year. Here's what we have for you on the podcast today. We're going to chat with Josh Hader. Josh Hader, arguably the most dominant reliever in the game of baseball right now. Certainly the most dominant left-hander in the game of baseball right now. Lefties against him virtually have no shot. And we will talk to him about last year and uh, bursting onto the scene and having the monster season that he had, what the postseason did for him, how his offseason has been changed by that extended run into October by the crew. And looking ahead to the spring with Josh Hader also. And we'll talk to him a little bit about Yasmani Grandal. Plus, we're going to sit down with a couple of Brewers prospects on the podcast today. It wasn't just guys that 
figure uh, to really factor into the 25-man roster this year. Some other guys that have been added to the 40-man, uh, Mauricio Dubon and Troy Stokes, going to have a chance to talk to both of them. Stokes had a nice year last year, has kind of been one of those forgotten men, so to speak, in terms of the Brewers' prospect list, but a very talented guy that has been productive and has now finding himself on the 40-man roster getting closer to maybe making that major league debut. And we know Mauricio Dubon had the big year last year. It was going well, and then in May went down with the injury. But he is back, and he's ready to go, and he's ready to compete. And he's hoping he can make his debut at some point in 2019. So we'll talk to both of them as well here on Brewers on Tap. Let's jump into first things first with lefty Josh Hader. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get up! to catch up with the crew. Josh Hader is joining us from Brewers on Deck on Brewers on Tap. Uh, let's check in with the offseason. How's it been so far, and uh, how long did it take you before you picked up a baseball again and, and started getting back into the groove of things? Uh, offseason's going well. Um, it was it was definitely um, kind of the thing where we, we wanted to take a little bit of a break, you know, not jump into it too early since we had a, a later season than normal. Um, started... December, mid, probably mid-December, started throwing, and then, um, you know, really just getting it loose, nothing too crazy. Uh, it's been it's been good so far. You mentioned it. You, you go deep into October, and that, that does. It changes the schedule of the offseason, and it probably changes the schedule of spring training a little bit for a lot of you guys as well, right? Uh, I'm not sure. We're gonna, this is going to be the trial run, I guess you could say, um, this year, but we'll see. I, I don't think it would be too much different. Obviously, maybe the workload might be... Uh, a little bit less early on, maybe just slowly build into it. Um, but I think it's going to be good either way. What, what, is, what does Corey Knable think, I think, is the real real key? I mean, a longer... I agree. You agree. I agree. You don't know what the question was, but I you concur. Yeah. You have no idea what you're agreeing to. Right? And exactly. If Hater agrees, then I agree. Okay, well, that's good. I think that's safe. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for thanks for making an appearance on Brewers on Tap. Uh, let's let's talk about you. Hey, you get engaged in the offseason. I mean, this is this has been a fun offseason for you. Yet you you're, you're in Arizona now as well, so you're kind of located close to, to to Maryville when when spring training gets going again. Yeah, no, it's exciting. Got a, got engaged. Uh, got a puppy, um, and uh, you know, it just it's just been an exciting exciting uh, year for us and for us to get a new uh, stadium and uh, to go kind of experience a new a new uh, ballpark that's that's going to be uh you know it's going to be great for us have you been able to look back now on the season and specifically the postseason run and, and appreciate what it was and if for at first it's probably a little bit tough to do that have you been able to like look back on it now and, and understand how special last year was yeah no definitely last year was one of a kind um you know just to be a part of that team is, is truly special and uh to have the run that we had uh, it's something that you don't really, uh, I guess, think of yeah. in, in the beginning of the season. I mean, you always hope for it, but um, just you know, having the fans out there supporting and, and being loud and and you know, really showing up to every game that we were in the postseason. Uh, you know, that's really where it came down to that that kind of has kept us going is is that support. And uh, I don't know if the fans know how big that that was for us, but uh, it was huge. This event in general is—it feels like the jumping-off point to the season in some ways. Uh, are you getting the itch a little bit being here at Brewers on Deck and and seeing all these fans and seeing the 
excitement. I mean, this is incredible how many fans have been here today and the energy that they brought to this place. Yeah, like I said, the energy with Milwaukee fans is, you know, it's the best that I've ever seen and experienced. And, um, you know, for them to be on our side, it's the way to have it. And we feed off that kind of energy. And, um, yeah, it definitely it definitely gets you going when you only got two weeks going uh, until spring training and it starts back up. And um, it's exciting stuff. Have you been able to communicate much yet with Yasmani Grandal? And, and I'm sure there'll be a you, you'll get to know him really well once you get to spring training. You guys get to start playing catch and working together. Yeah, no, actually, we're actually starting to work out and throw right now. He's in uh, Arizona, so I actually got one of my bullpens uh, where he caught me, and uh, it's going to be good, you know, having that uh, communication where we can talk about anything. And, um, you know, the more he's able to, to work with me and I'm able to work with him, we'll get on the same pages and uh, and be able to work together. How quickly did, did you guys get in touch after he signed? Uh, I fairly, fairly quick. Uh, I think it was probably maybe a couple days after. Uh, he sent me a text message, you know, just saying what's up and, and trying to get a, a feel for, you know, the schedule. So um, we went into workouts and, you know, it's, it's been a good good start so far. So um, just building a, a great relationship and, you know, he's a great guy. And, you know, it's, it's a guy that you want to have on your, on your side. That bullpen was so close a year ago and some new faces will probably factor into it this year as well. And, and you don't know if Corbin Burns is going to be in the bullpen or in the rotation. Same thing with Brandon Woodruff. And so there's some, there's some questions as, as, as far as who exactly is going to be back out there with you. But you know that Jeremy Jeffress and Corey Knable and yourself are going to be there. And the three of you have become one of the best trios in all of Major League Baseball. How fun is it not just to be considered amongst one of the best trios of relievers in baseball but that you get to do it with those guys that are that are your close friends and I know you guys have a lot of fun together yeah that's the biggest thing is having fun um I think that's where it comes down to the bullpen we all like to have fun and I think we feed off each other you know I feed off JJ I feed off Corey I feed off Albers I feed off T Willie you know all the guys in there uh you just you just want to you want to do more because you don't feel like you're doing enough and and that's what it is it's like you see JJ go out there and dominate you see Corey go out there and dominate you want to do the same and it's just continuing to to do so and, and I think that's why the bullpen was so successful is because you know it didn't matter when where or how we we were just taking the ball and, and, and going after it nice for you that a new pitching coach but it's a familiar name for you and Chris Hook somebody you've worked with before and it, certainly, I, I know you have a lot of confidence in him from your time together in Biloxi. Yeah, no, Hooky, Hooky has, uh, you know, brought me really to where I am. You know, he's been able to uh, communicate very well with me, and and him and I have a great relationship. And I think that's the biggest thing is is having that relationship um, where you can, you know, if something's not right, he knows, you know, he can sit there and explain it to you and, and get you on the right track. And you know, that's really what you need is uh, someone that can just keep it simple and you know and still help out are you getting any hunting in in the off season any fishing no nah, not much hunting or fishing you know busy off season but hopefully uh we'll do some fishing in spring training that's that's the goal find a place we'll go lake pleasant all right sounds good josh Hader. thank you appreciate it buddy thank you Oh, we'll be excited to see josh Hader down in spring training at the new brewers fields of phoenix it's going to be fun to see the new complex down in the Maryvale area. The Brewers have put a lot of money and a lot of time into this, and it is looking like it's going to be ready to go at the start of spring training, which should be fun. The Brewers, of course, will open up their play at Brewers Field of Phoenix 
on February 26th against San Diego. Now, they'll play three Cactus League games prior to that. They open up the Cactus League season at Sloan Park against the Chicago Cubs in Mesa, Arizona on February 23rd. Then they're in surprise against the Texas Rangers on the 24th. And then they're in Tempe against the Angels on the 25th. And then a couple of games back-to-back at Brewers Fields of Phoenix on the 26th and 27th. I think I said 28th. I should correct myself on the 26th and 27th of February for the Brewers. So uh, the schedule is here. Spring training is just around the corner, and it's not going to be long before you hear our voices bringing you the action from down in the Valley of the Sun. Of course, opening day for the regular season at Miller Park coming up on the 28th of March. We're getting closer to that as well. Hope you have your tickets already handy and ready to go. All right, let's jump into uh, some prospect talk. There is so much conversation surrounding the second base position right now for the Brewers. Will the Brewers go at a veteran? Will they not? Will they ride with what they have and wait on either Mauricio Dubon or Keston Hura to be ready and get the promotion to the big leagues? That's one of the big conversations in the Brewers community right now amongst a lot of the fans. Mauricio Dubon's coming back from injury And I had a chance to catch up with him at Miller Park over the weekend and talk to him about where he's at and what's in front of him. Checking in on the farm. Mauricio Dubon is our guest here on Brewers on Tap, back from injury and ready to go to start the 2019 season. This is an exciting year for you. You were off to a great start last year before the injury, but you worked really hard to rehab and get yourself back. And and now here you are kind of on the doorstep. What's it feel like to, to be at this point? Um, I mean, like last year, last year I felt, felt, I felt really great in my body and everything. Unfortunately, this injuries you can't control, you can't prevent. I mean... I feel I feel amazing right now. I mean, all the work I put on and everything. I mean, this injury was a, a blessing, and, and this guy's I mean, helped me out, mature as a person, as a player. I mean, it just it's part of the game. I mean, how much hungrier do you get when you when you deal with an injury like that? Especially when you, know, you were at a position last year where the the conversation was starting to be had. Okay, does does Devon make his way up to the big leagues at some point, and then it gets kind of taken away from you with the injury. So does that make you more hungry? Did that become fuel for you through this whole process? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, since I got drafted, I mean, I got a twenty sixth round draft pick. I was trying to prove people that I belong here and everything, and then knowing that I'm that close and everything and just being here and seeing everything and seeing the scenario about everything. I mean, it makes me just want to keep going more and more and just keep working at it. The the first swings you got to take after you worked yourself back to, to get cleared, essentially, how did those feel and uh, how has your confidence improved as you've moved along with the uh, different drills and such? I mean, it, it's crazy to think like, you take things for granted when you're healthy and everything. I mean, I used to, like, oh, T-work, like, I have to do T-work. But it was just like, oh, come on, I just want one swing of T-work. Like, it, like just give me one. And I couldn't do it because cause my, my injury and everything. But after that, it was just like, just doing those drills and everything felt amazing, felt, felt good, felt blessed in a way. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm able to do this again. Some people get much worse than I, than I do and everything. And just being able to do the stuff that I used to do now it's it's just it's unreal 
you play um, primarily shortstop, but you've played some second base as well. How comfortable are you moving back and forth? Oh, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm very comfortable going to second, going to short. I mean, going to second. I mean, I, I'm a baseball player. Like I, I, I'm, I'll play wherever you want me to, you want me to play and everything. I'm in second base. Um, it's just, it's just a different angle. That's it. But it's, it's pretty much the same thing as a shortstop. Just got a little bit more time. But um, I feel very comfortable at second base. We've talked a lot about this in the past. You've been asked about this a million times. But you're very close now to becoming the first Honduran-born player in the major leagues. I know you've thought about it a lot now that it's getting closer. Anything special you'll do when that moment comes? Or is that one of those things you'll worry about after you get to that point? I mean, no. I mean, I, like I'd say, like, every day when I'm playing, I think about it. Like, I'm one step closer, one step closer. I want to be that guy. I want to be that guy. I mean, it's it, it just being able to have my family here. When that, when, wherever that happens, whenever that happens. I mean, just be able to share that with them because they've been there with me since day one. So just being able to have them here. You excited to see the new facilities in Arizona? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're really nice. I, I, I like them. I like them. They're really nice. They, they put a lot of effort into it. Mauricio, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. My thanks to Mauricio Dubon for joining us here on Brewers on Tap. Kasten Hira, the other middle infielder that figures into this whole equation. Hira, of course, uh, last year got promoted up to AA. He's going to probably start either again in AA or in AAA to begin this year. And he is close as well. It could be a guy that is ready by the end of the year. He will not be on the opening day roster. David Stearns has said that multiple times already. But probably will be knocking on the door at some point over the course of this year. If not, he will be by 2020. By the way, MLB Pipeline named Keston Hura the top second base prospect in all of baseball. So if you have a position of need second base, and you have the top prospect at that position on the way, you're just looking to to fill that gap until he is ready to go. And uh, he will tell you when he is ready to go. That's one of the things that prospects typically do. They tell you if they're ready or not. You, you You can tell. And I think the Brewers have done a pretty good job of knowing when guys are ready and when they are not. And that's going to be the thing with Keston here to watch over the course of this year. Troy Stokes is a part of a plethora of young outfielders that the Brewers like a lot. Corey Ray, of course, a couple of years ago, the first round pick out of Louisville. He is built very similar to Troy Stokes. Uh, they used to call themselves the, the go get em boys when they were in Carolina, uh, or the itty bitty committee, if you will, uh, when they were in Carolina in high just a couple of seasons ago. Not overly big guys, but guys that have a little bit of pop in the bat that can really run and go get it. Uh, Corey Ray had a big year last year with Biloxi in the Southern League. And Troy Stokes also had himself a very fine season and was just thrilled when he found himself on the 40-man roster this past fall. Troy Stokes is our guest here on Brewers on Tap. And Troy, what a a great year for you last year, really uh, continuing to kind of rise up through the Brewers minor league system. And and now you're kind of getting to the point where you're starting to knock on the door a little bit. Is that an exciting point? Oh, yes, definitely exciting. I mean... You work your whole life towards a goal, and once you see, like, it's actually, like, you're close to it, I mean, you have to keep pushing, like, doing the work and everything, but it's definitely exciting. Um, just thinking about how far you came, like, when I got drafted, just going through the ranks at each level, and it's like, man, I just finished my year at AA. I'm on a 40-man now, so it's like, wow, like, I'm, I'm really close. So it's definitely exciting. Um, have to stay focused. I mean, I'm not there yet. Um, 
But yes, yeah, it's, it's it's extremely exciting. Last year, you, it seems like you made a big jump last year, and really the year before too in Carolina. But but what would you say has kind of clicked for you over the last couple of years that's helped you develop further? Um, I think it's mostly just learning like what type of player I'm gonna be. Um, your first couple of years, at least for me and talking to other guys in pro ball, you try to figure out like what type of player you're gonna be. Whether I mean the game changes. I mean as you get older as you face better talent you know like what your strengths and weaknesses are so I, I feel like for me just learning like what I can do best and how I'm going to like help the team win and put myself in a position to excel has been like key factors with me um, and then my work ethic has gotten a lot better on the same side. Has it been fun to kind of go through the different levels with that same core group of guys as well over the last couple of years seems like you guys have gotten pretty close. Oh yeah definitely um, I mean that's that's been a lot to like me building um, like my personality and like just growing up with different dudes. That, um, I mean, I was drafted with Jake, um, and that's one guy that I've been with throughout the, the whole process. Like every level, me and him, we've pretty much played together. Um, and it definitely helps us out like bonding-wise. I mean, we just got finished talking about earlier in a couple meetings about how like we were really together, um, and it helped us win. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely it's – definitely, uh, Going through it with other people makes it a little bit easier. Like the whole process, you have somebody to talk to, somebody that goes through the same stuff that you're going through, so it's a lot better. The idea of potentially being in AAA this year, that's probably a pretty good carrot dangling in front of you right now, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, my goal pretty much when I got drafted, I just wanted to keep moving, like each level. Like I didn't really look at like calls up, uh, getting called up in the middle of the year too much. I was like, all right, I'm here at this level. My goal, I want to excel here, focus on this year. And then next year, I want to be at the next level. So pretty much, I just finished my, my full season in AA. Had a lot of fun there, but I would love to be in AAA next year. Um, and hopefully get a chance in the big leagues. But like I said before, like I just want to move up and continue to, to excel and do good. What is it like when you when you find out that you've been added to the 40-man like you were this past off season? Does it kind of get more real at that point? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, for me personally, going into it, like I knew I had a really good uh, shot to be added. Um, I actually went down to Venezuela to kind of like build upon my, my numbers and try to give the Brewers a better idea, like if they wanted to protect me or not, kind of like more incentive. And uh, I, actually got a, I actually got called the day I was leaving Venezuela. I knew that was like the deadline, and uh, they told me that day, probably like I was like five, ten minutes before I took off. But um, it's definitely exciting. I mean, it's something that you think about it. Like, you know, like, for me, I knew it was a chance. So, I mean, I probably thought about it, especially once November hit. I'm like, man, it's getting there. It's close. I mean, either way, I kind of had prepared myself mentally for, like, if I didn't. Um, but it's definitely – it's a little weight, like, off your shoulders. But you know, like I said before, like, man, I'm this much closer. Like, I'm actually, like, rostered now kind of. I can get called up. So, it's like incentive to keep working, like, keep pushing. Um, like, you're almost there, like – a lifelong goal, it's almost. You you were with Corey Ray for the entire year last year, and then Keston came up after a couple of months in high A, two of the top prospects as well, along with you and the Brewer system. Uh, what did you notice about those two guys and their futures? Um, I mean, the talent level for them, for those two is, I mean, not, not many players have, like, just the talent that you just see them have. I mean, I always tell people, like, Corey hit, like, out of everybody I've played with, Corey, when he hits the ball, like, when he gets it, it sounds different than a lot of other guys. And Keston, I mean, like, just seeing him hit just speaks for himself. Like, he's probably the best peer hitter I've played with. Um, so just, I mean, Corey's left-handed, but just talking to him, I mean, he's alpha. I talk to him a lot. I mean, we play the same positions pretty much. Um, and then Keston, like, I know 
man, he's a great hitter. I look at what he does good, um, and I, I like I hit, yeah, I hit before him this year a lot when he came up. Um, but yeah, just just seeing those guys play and like Corey has an unbelievable work ethic. Just seeing that like what what got them drafted so high and different stuff. So it's pretty cool seeing that stuff. Troy, congratulations on a great year last year. Now being added to the forty man, good luck. Thank you, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. My thanks to Troy Stokes for joining us here on the podcast. Well, we hope you had fun at Brewers on Deck this past weekend, and if you weren't there, we hope you were able to follow along with social media and everything that's out there now, so many different ways to be able to feel like you're a part of things with Brewers on Deck. It's cold in Wisconsin right now. We're all trying to stay warm, but it's not going to be long before we're going to have warm thoughts in our our minds when the Brewers head south to Arizona for spring training. Have a great one, everybody. We will talk to you again soon. I'm Lane Kendall.